This is the 5am Hustle Podcast. Get ready to learn about entrepreneurship and self-help in the new era. I'm your host, Jack Considine. And I'm Namish Kaista. Let's go. Welcome back, Hustlers, to the 5am Hustle Podcast. Our guest today is West. Um, he's a musical artist based in LA. Um, he's dropped a couple of really awesome songs. So thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. For sure. So if you want to go into a little bit of um, who you are, what your story is, kind of like what we were talking about right before um, we got on, like started recording, that would be awesome. Yeah, um, just real quick. I'm uh, I was born in New York um, to an immigrant family, and uh, I was raised in Northern California. Um, went to school in Southern California, so I've been in LA for a little bit. Um, and basically, I'm an artist. I'm a, a songwriter, singer, rapper. Um, started doing music maybe I've, I've been doing music my whole life, but uh, really started making it a career a couple years ago, and so. I guess uh, what you need to know about me is, uh, well, I mean, besides that, really, that's that's kind of like my life's kind of full dedication and sole purpose so far. So I don't really do much else outside of that. Um, but my plans are within the next five years um, is to become one of the biggest artists in the world and uh, take it as far as I can. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. We like the mentality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, like, if you're going to do something, you might as well. Um, and especially in music, it's it's so, like, inflated with uh, people who do it for the wrong reasons. And it's kind of a tough industry to be in. So if you don't think you can be the best, um, I think you're already kind of starting off on the wrong foot. So, but yeah. So. Yeah. Uh-oh, he's gone. Oh, no, Jack. <laughs> we lost Jack. <laughs> <laughs> that's all good um uh, so i just wanted to talk to you like a little bit about um why you made that switch to music like what like what was your thought process along that time and like what was going on through your head yeah um well my whole life like music had always been a big passion of mine but it was never really anything that i seriously considered uh as a career because it's just kind of the same as everyone else growing up it's not really anything that people uh label is like realistic um so for me it was always business i was in consulting for a while but for me um i made a i made the switch because my priorities shifted i felt like um making money for the sake of making money and chasing kind of just the next higher thing and climbing climbing the ladder didn't give me what i wanted out of out of life i, I kind of prioritized freedom doing what i loved um, and chasing a passion more so than just doing a job because it was prestigious or because I felt like other people would look at me a certain way if I was doing that job. So that was kind of the switch. It was chasing my passion and doing what I love. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I totally understand that. That's like, um, cause like, I feel like, especially for me and Jack, both being on like the podcast, uh, like the podcast and stuff. I mean, it started off just kind of like a pet project or whatever, whatever you just want to do. But as it's become more and more serious, I think it's crazy that like you grow up, especially like you were saying you grew up in the Bay. Um, yeah. And like we grew up in a pretty like, um, we grew up like in a pretty 
competitive environment like academically <laughs> and Yeah, so no, it's I... like it's like there's like there's like notions of like what you can and can't do and it's like super i feel like it's super um it's it's almost like backwards like the rest of america because like i feel like when you grow up in the bay area or you grow up in like a like a affluent suburb of chicago i totally believed like i could be an investment banker or like i could be a doctor and i totally thought that was doable Which is weird because like so much of America does not think that that's doable because it's like they don't they don't see that around them, you know, and then Right. like but on the flip side, like nobody thinks it's okay to like drop your shit and be an artist or drop your shit and like be a filmmaker producer, you know, I just Yeah. think that's crazy. Yeah, for some reason, when there's, like, fun involved, like, if it's, like, movies or acting or music, I think people kind of associate that. They drop that in a different bucket compared to, you know, like, finance. Um, yeah, I... I think it's funny that way, too, because I feel the same way, which is as long as it's kind of corporate, business related, that is kind of labeled more realistic than something on the entertainment side or maybe entrepreneurship or something. But um, yeah, I think my perspective on that is everything is tough. Everything is competitive. If you want to be the best at any field, it's always going to be tough. And so Um, you just have to really understand your own strengths and what you love to do and what you can bring to the table. Like just because uh, it's more realistic or more people go after, you know, banking or something doesn't mean that it's necessarily the path that you're going to do well in. You know, maybe. And like, yeah, you could, you Yeah. could fuck up at banking. You know what I mean? Like you could get fired and then it's <laughs> yeah, like, you just for got sure. fired at something you don't even like doing. <laughs> Yeah. you're like, well, Yeah. this sucks. You might That's as well even get worse. fired at something. Yeah. You might as well, might as well get fired at something you like doing. Exactly. Yeah. So, mm. do we still got Jack here? Yeah, I think so. Good. I'm back. Yeah. Okay. We can Perfect. hear him too. Let's do All right. it. Yeah. I'm joking. Yeah. No, I'm joking. I, I, yeah, I think, I think, um, it's just the options are, especially with the internet. Now it's such an invigorating time to be an entrepreneur, it, no matter what you're doing, you know? And so I think if you can find the intersection of your passion and your talent, you're much better off going that route than just kind of picking something that other people tell you is realistic in my opinion but you know what the fuck do i know so can we can we swear on this <laughs> can we swear on this yeah or yeah yeah are you on okay all right sorry i didn't <laughs> i didn't know okay <laughs> but yeah that's funny jaguar you're about to say something yeah it, it's interesting because like when you're at an institution or a college there's a mix of everybody you go in the art school you see all these art artists artistic type people you go somewhere else and it's it's all across the board but a lot of what's similar and not necessarily by the college or anything but a lot of people just assume like i want to do this but i have to do this like they want to do this career that may be more creative but in order to make money or support the family they have to do something else but Yes. with the internet we're at a unique crossroads like no i get to do what i love and possibly make money out of it this is a really weird kind of take back but there's a song by Dolly parton called nine to five Mm hmm She released a new song this past year called Five to Nine that I just found and it's basically about being like an entrepreneur and stuff. And Yeah. I'm kind of a nerd about it. And so like, I'm like, I love this song. But at the same time, I was like, it just was going to show like the change of the era. Like back then, like you just go, you're nine to five, you do what you have to do. And nowadays Yeah. you can do your five to nine or your hustle, whatever it may be to be an entrepreneur, be in music, be a creative and still make the money to like make a living. And it's Yeah. just so, so awesome. 
Yeah, I, I think um, it's also like we're just lucky to be born. Now. Like if I tried to do this in 1980 or 1990, like it probably wouldn't work out. It's just that in the industry has gotten to a place where you can do online distribution. If you have a good product, whether it's a song or a chair or something you're selling and you know how to distribute that product and you can get it in front of people, you can make money. So I think we're just lucky enough to, to be born in a time when, when the tools are available for us to do that. Because I feel like in the past, a lot everyone's talented at something. There's people who are talented at a lot of things that didn't have the opportunity to do it. Um, so yeah, but yeah, it's, and, and people think like, you know, it, it they look at kind of people who have been established and they, they have their business going after a couple of years, but it's in the beginning, it doesn't have to necessarily be like that. Like I'm sure with you guys, you, I, I think I read that you guys did like 500 episodes already. Right. Or something like that. <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. Like, like oh, no, okay. Okay. Like that's still a lot. Though. That's still a lot. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, so, I mean, in the beginning, like with anything, it, you don't go from A to Z, like you can, put two, three hours a week into something that you love and something that you believe in. And if it's something that is going to work out, it'll eventually start growing. And, and then it evolves to the point where, where, you know, it becomes your full-time thing. So, yeah. Yeah. That's the goal. I don't know. I think also like another element of it is like, you're talking about you like were born to like immigrant parents and like, so was I. So it's like, I just think like when you, when you grew up in that environment, it's like, you value stability so much. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, yeah. you you value like, you value just having something like a consistent stream of income or you value like having um, just like a way that you can like know. Cause like when your parents, like when your parents were here, especially if they're immigrants, like there's just so much instability <laughs> and it's like, they don't want, and like they're just running after that. So it's like, sometimes it feels like a, oh, like it's not, not, like, not like a fuck you, but it's like, oh, it's like, it's just so weird how they they like worked their entire lives to get stability, and now like you and I are like, no, we don't <laughs> want that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually have a yeah. I think about that a lot. Actually, I talk to my parents a lot about that stuff because, but in in their case, it's almost like they like they didn't even think about their passions. That wasn't even like in their head because they were just trying to survive. They're just trying yeah. to provide for their family. They're they're in a country where you know, it's not their native tongue. They got to, they got to pay the bills. And so for them, it's, you can think about it like it's, it's weird and it's different, or you can think about it like it's our duty now to, if our parents didn't really go through all of that and sacrifice their passions because they had things that they wanted to do as well, but they put that aside, put on their hard, hard hats, went to work and raised a family. And, and because now that we have that opportunity afforded to us because of their hard work, if we went the same way and went for the stability, it's almost even more of a slap in the face for them. It, I look at it as like, if they did all that stuff and weren't able to pursue their passions and sacrificed all that stuff for us, it's it's our obligation to now take the risk and go for something greater because otherwise all of that was for nothing, you know? And so, yeah. And yeah. And I've just, I've never been a, a stability, stability kind of guy. Like I'm a, it, you know, it, in the beginning, it was like I wanted to because I didn't know what it was like to to have a salary at a job and, and like climb the ladder and do all that stuff. So it was in my head. It was like what I wanted. But once I got it, 
I realized that didn't make me happy. And so it, the stability part really wasn't even like anything that was uh, appealing to me anymore, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. Did you always make music or like you like mess around like when you're in college and then like you realize you really enjoyed it or like what was that like? Um, yeah, I was I'm a lifelong musician. Like I've always been obsessed with music. It's always been my my number one thing. Like since I was a kid, I, I, I started playing piano, singing and doing guitar like as a young kid and then recording, doing a little production here and then songwriting since I was like in middle school. Um, so it's been like a obsession. I, I maybe like before I had put anything out, I maybe had like 500 songs that I had like recorded, written, done. Um, but that just goes to show you, like looking back, it was so obvious to me that it's what I should be, should have been doing. But it, it just goes to show you at the time, like, even though, uh, it seems obvious now back then it was still like at that point, even though I was writing that many songs and doing all this stuff and clearly it was my passion like still in my head I was like ah, this is not really that realistic um but yeah so I, I've been kind of like lifelong in the music thing but it only really until uh maybe like two and a half years ago I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna put everything in this and this is gonna be my life's path so so like when did it become realistic for you because you're like I mean I feel like the same thing happens to me all the time it's like I'm thinking about doing other things and it's just always like I don't know, that doesn't sound too realistic. And I bet you a lot of people listening are like the same way. So when did that like yeah. shift happen for you? I think just confidence as the music got better. Um, I was insecure for a really long time because I didn't show anyone. And so it was really my boys. Like I would make music and then they would just like, they really liked it and they would talk to me about it. And they would like call me stupid for not putting it out and be like, bro, you need to be doing this. Um, and then one of my good buddies, like, I remember he was just like one of my best friends. He, he showed somebody in the music industry who, uh, at the time for me, was like, oh, this person listened to my music and they, it wasn't anything big. They just like, act like this guy's good. And so I think it was just a combination of like having some external validation, me also hating my job and kind of been formulating on it for a while. And then I was just like, I'm just going to do it. Um, so it, it, I don't know if it was like a moment where it, where it became realistic and switched for me. It was almost like I just took, I just jumped off the cliff because I felt like, uh, that was what my instinct was telling me to do. You know, I think, I think every creator has to have that sort of moment where, like you said, that's a perfect analogy. Like you're jumping off the cliff. You go from being the person who maybe is creating all the time but isn't willing to put it out there or maybe give up their, their current job that they have in order to make that shift. And we actually saw that in the past couple of weeks with another interview we had. He was like, he uh, has a clothing brand and he just quit his job at Walmart after two years. Like he built him enough confidence and revenue to be like, I don't have to work at this terrible job while I'm kind of going after my dream. Yeah. And so it, there's always that moment where you're like, all right, now I have to go 100% all in to what I'm doing. Yeah. And it's a necessary part of the process, but it is very difficult. Like nothing great is comfortable. It's all going to be difficult. And even when you get the success you want, it's still going to be difficult in different ways, but it's the journey that you want to be on. And that's the important part. Yeah. I think I totally agree with that. I think easy choices are often probably the worst for you. I think, um, running towards fear and uncertainty, you know, obviously with, like within like you know i'm not talking about like doing reckless things but i think 
like you said, it's a necessary part. Everybody who's built something great has 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 taken a big calculated risk. And in the beginning, it's like you really don't know if it's going to work out. But um, you don't, m- macro, you just have ultimate belief and faith that it will work out in the end. You don't know how. But micro is just kind of like you're just like trying to stay alive and do whatever you need to. But I think it's just like once you take the leap, it's not really as scary as it is. And it's the most freeing thing, really, uh, for me, at but least. You, like you don't know until you take it is like the craziest thing. But like yeah. you almost know the second you take it. Because the second you take it, you're, you're like your mind is either like, fuck. And or it's like, <laughs> this feels so good. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like you you immediately know, like once you actually make the decision, you know. So it's like the it's like the flip a coin thing. You ever hear like. People are always like, if you can't make a decision, flip a coin. And then if you're disappointed by what the then you coin know. told you to do, then you know you have to do the other thing. It's like the yeah. same thing. Yeah. Um, I do that with like waiters at restaurants. Like if I have two things that I want, I'll be like, which one should I get? And they'll be like, oh, you should get the beef. And I'll be like, ah, I'm going to get this one anyway. So like I'll know <laughs> that I wanted that anyway. But anyway, that was stupid. But uh, yeah, like I think um, it's – like for me it's it's like a really big passion of mine so i think it's i would describe it as kind of like an inner like smile for me like it's it's almost like um yeah it's just a feeling where i just knew i just knew that i was doing what i was supposed to be doing when i was supposed to be doing it and when you feel that way everything else really kind of pales in comparison and and yeah um so I think that's a that was an important thing for me is that like my passion for it really drove me to to keep moving forward. Yeah, I'm yeah. super interested in the the progression of like so far you're running because you said you started running in middle school like making music and whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure even people that are successful artists like may not have started that early. And so, what was like kind of your early rendition? Like, oh, this is a song to me versus like what you consider a good song or a completed song to you right now. Like, what's the was the process different? Like, how did it differ from when you were maybe twelve to now? Like being no, oh. yeah. I mean, it like first of all, when I say I was writing stuff in middle school, it was like trash. So it's the same way that we say we were recording interviews two years ago. It's like right. you know, it wasn't great. Yes. And and, but even though those interviews for you aren't like necessarily the ones that are going to, you know, like for you when you guys blow up or something, maybe those aren't the ones that directly like people watch or listen to the most. Those are just important to me because it's just like the songs. Those were my repetitions. Those were my 10,000 hours. Right. And so I didn't even really have a I didn't have a a routine or, or, or really know what I was doing. It was more so kind of just like getting comfortable, like getting to know myself. Cause I'd, I'd say the biggest difference is when you are a kid, any type of creator, it's like, you've heard that quote where it's, if you want to find yourself, it's at the end of imitation. You repeat, re- reiterate, reiterate, you, you imitate people that inspire you and then you find your own style. Right. And so in the beginning, I didn't really understand like what good music, what makes music good in terms of why people relate to it. It has to be genuine. So as a 12, 13 year old listening to, 50 cent like i was just trying to write like i was a a rapper from queen i would write about what they were writing about but because it wasn't genuine to me i wouldn't even consider them good songs or 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 things that would have gone anywhere for me the difference is now is that i understand myself a lot more i know myself i'm in a great place in my life so i make music from a place where 
it's it's the music that I love that moves me. And because that's the case, that music gets translated and people can now have a chance of also being impacted by it because it's it's genuine. Um, so I would say that's probably the biggest difference is the mindset of like, instead of going into the studio, like, oh, I got to make a banger today. It's like, I'm just going to feel what I feel and whatever comes out, the, the thing that the thing that gives me goosebumps is the thing that has the best chance of giving someone else goosebumps, right? If it's only if I feel it, then then it's um, has a chance of being going somewhere. So I think that would probably be, be the biggest biggest difference. Yeah. Do you like the artist um, Bon Iver? He's like uh, he's like pretty big in Wisconsin. Yeah. He's like a, he hits some stuff like Taylor Swift in the past. Yeah. Skinny Love. Skinny Love is his song. Skinny Love is like. Yeah, that. Bonnie Bear. Yeah, I know Bonnie Bear. Um, I'm not like intimately familiar with. See, I don't even know if it's one person or a few people, <laughs> but I've, I've heard the name everywhere because, like, yeah, yeah. my friends, people who were close to me and stuff, they all have been fans and stuff. I'm not familiar with their catalog, but I've definitely heard the name in the music many times. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but it's so, like his story. His story is like he was in a band. Um, and then, like, he lived in North Carolina, and his, like, band broke up, and then, like, shortly after, like, his girlfriend broke up on him, <laughs> so, like, Vince is not, Vince is not having a good time, and, um, he was in North Carolina at the time, and he decided, um, like, I think his parents were, like, from Wisconsin or something, so he was, like, I'm gonna fly back to Wisconsin, and he spent an entire winter, um, in, like, his dad's hunting cabin alone. Mm -hmm. Like, no, and this was, like, in 08, 07, maybe. So, like, yeah. I, like no smartphones weren't, like, commercialized or whatever, you know. So he, like, just went in isolation. And he wrote, like, his debut album. Like, um, it's, it's, it's just one guy, by the way. <laughs> but okay. He wrote, his, he wrote his debut album there in the cabin. And it wasn't supposed to be, like, a debut album. It was just supposed to be him, like, figuring, like, himself out. And like yeah. his emotions from like his band breaking up and his girlfriend breaking up with him um mm -hmm. and then after that entire winter he like came back and just like played it for some friends just because he was like this is what i did you know and they were like you have to release this and yeah. like skinny love was on that album and that's like his still like multi-platinum yeah yeah that's so, amazing and i think that's so important is like you should go into any creation with like like even the podcast that we run and stuff like you should go into it with like talking about what you want to talk about. That's what we go into is like what we want to talk about and how we want to express ourselves. Um, and music adds another layer to that. I feel like, cause you have instrumentals going on and like all this other stuff instead of just talking or singing. Yeah. I think you put it really well. I think with any creation, not just music, but I think you have to go into it with pure intentions because the listener, especially with music, like Nipsey Hussle used to say, the listener can hear your intention. And I'm sure they could tell the same thing. It's like with any branding, like with your guys' podcast, if you go into an episode and you're just like, I want to get this guy on or I'm doing this podcast because I want to get it big and make money, like inherently that intention is going to bleed through your product and people are going to be able to sense that. And so the one thing that, that you can't engineer, I think that makes products or, or songs or whatever it is, go viral or, or catch traction and grow like crazy is that people can tell that it's genuine that that it, it like it gives value right and it and it's it's coming from a, a place that's yeah that's genuine so i think that's something that a lot of people you, you can't really engineer that you have to 
you have to go into everything with pure intentions. Because if you don't, I'll check myself sometimes. Because if I come in the studio, or if I'll see like a song's been doing really well, sometimes I'll catch myself being like, oh, I gotta write like a like a catchy like pop melody song. And as soon as I as soon as I go into it with that frame of mind, like it's over. You know, it's it's not gonna be the same. All like Boni Vera, like you talked about, the stuff that ends up being the biggest is really the stuff that you're operating from a place of like enjoyment or, or authenticity. Um, you're not really thinking about this needs to be X, Y, and Z. It's just, I, I'm doing what I'm doing and I'm in that flow state and then it just works out. So I totally agree with you. Yeah. But what's funny is that if you ask a lot of like artists, their favorite like song that they wrote or song that they created, it's not always the most popular one. It's because it's, it's like almost there. never the most popular. No, it's almost never the most popular one. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And then even if you go to random people that are like the true, more true fans of that person, also they're like, yeah, that's my favorite song. Like, oh, I hated that one. Like, I almost yeah. didn't include it. That was a throwaway. I didn't. I didn't want to include it in the album. Yeah. That's my favorite song you've ever released. And mm -hmm. so it goes to show that, as long as you are genuine and you have the right intentions, good is subjective. Yes. Like the, the good and great and that what someone likes is a very subjective thing and allowing it to be just that and allowing someone to take what your message is and whether you think it's amazing or like <clears throat> it's a good song. And then from there, if they like it or whatever is popular is deemed popular, then you like move on. Like that's just how this space works. Like the, the numbers in, to some degree express what people think of what we're doing or how well it is. Mm. but it's also relative like a hundred thousand views on a podcast is very good like right. for any podcast that's kind of crazy mm. but you could have one with ten thousand but those people really really love that one and didn't just watch it because they're the famous person on it and yeah. those are more true fans than the hundred thousand that were like casual listeners 100 percent. and and also like you never know what the regardless of is if it's 10k or 100k or 500k you never really know why like the 10k one can just be like it doesn't change the value maybe the 10k one is actually the better podcast and in five years it's going to be at 50 million but maybe it just hasn't taken off yet so i've seen a lot of artists that, or just creators who kind of just discount or delete old stuff and it's just like you never really know what people are going to resonate with um and just because something is growing quicker or or grows first or hits first doesn't necessarily mean that the other ones don't have that same potential or aren't just as good, you know? So I think that's, that's a great attitude to approach it with. Um, Cause I feel like a lot of people in order to get there, you kind of have to, especially with what we do, like you guys, this is intimately like uh, it's, it's very personal to you guys, right? You guys are putting your lives out there, your faces, your voices, same with my music. So you have to get to the point where you just like, you just don't care what other people think like, it, 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 a, lot, a lot of times when people take stuff down or they it's because they think that the numbers aren't big enough or what other people are going to think or I don't want to come across this way or this is out there. Like once you get past that and this is like um, you have a purpose for it. It's like this is what I'm doing. Uh, I know that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't care what other people think. Then you just leave it all out there and, and, and whatever happens will happen. You know, like the ones that have will uh, the ones that are meant to resonate with others will eventually. Uh. Yeah. And it's just like one of those things where like, the more you do it, just the better you get. Like, it's like, it's a very simple formula. <clears throat> like, it's like, 
it's just yeah. like the the more we record the better we like we used to like we used to have this insane like uh way of like prepping for interviews and stuff yeah. um and like it was like it like we would sit down we'd be like oh like what do we want to ask them and then we put up like we come up with like 15 questions or whatever and then it's like yeah. done you know and then like now like for this we like watched your tiktoks like not like <laughs> that's, like, that's like what we did to friend yeah and it's just like but it's just because like we kind of know what we want to talk about like we know we know how it goes and then like you know right. in, in the next like year or so we'll get better at doing mm. that part of it and like yeah. we try to clip videos and stuff and do videography and like we're at it right now but give it like a year or two and maybe you'll get better you know yeah exactly <laughs> no i'm sure it will i think i think with anything if you are passionate about it and you care about it uh and you don't give up it it'll only go up and to the right you know and that's cool that you guys like made that evolution because a lot of times with podcasts and interviews and stuff it's like if you over prep it just doesn't come across it you know it's like you guys are probably way more comfortable just like you guys know what kind of questions you want to ask you guys know what it's like so i think going off the cuff and doing it in a genuine way makes the product better anyway so it's um, also yeah. letting our curiosity in the moment take over instead of being like i wrote this question down i have to ask it because we yeah. do go back and forth like okay we need to ask what the what our audience might want to know and what we want to know so it's like a, right. it's a two-sided coin we don't want to yeah. just ask what we want to know because that could be totally different from the perspective of what our audience wants so we do right. have to think about that as well but it, it's like we're having a conversation it's not like we're sitting down for 60 minutes where we're going like trying to be like journalists in a way we're having a conversation getting good content about a human being who we can share their story right and so having that in mind when you go into an interview or whether creating music is that it's a human thing and not like a robotic process is yeah. at least much better for me and how i create and i'm sure you both may be able to relate to that as well yeah for sure i think um and also i i think um as you guys like I'm sure your listeners, like fans of podcasts, not only like go click on and listen to things because they're interested in the topic or the guest, they also become fans of you guys. So in a lot of ways, as the podcast grows and as you guys grow, the engagement will grow because they're not only like you're not you don't you won't have to worry as much about like this is what they want to know because they're also inherently if you're interested in it and you ask it because they follow you guys and they're fans of you guys and your show they will be interested in it you know um but yeah that's that's super dope yeah um i kind of want to talk to you about like uh working in like the music industry itself because i feel like we don't like we don't have very many like musicians on that like i mean you're living in la so i don't know how much you do like with like record labels all that yeah. Bowl, but like i just like i'm curious like what what's it like just like describe um, it i guess honestly it's like it's whatever you want to make it like for me i do everything a to z by myself like uh the only correspondence i've had with record labels is telling them no i don't i don't work with anybody like i i describe it as i'm an i'm an artist in the industry but i'm not an industry artist i'm not the guy who gets the a and r and then goes to, and then does the I look at it as, as a business, like I come here and I make my own music and then I put it online and I try to distribute it and I grow my fan base. And so for me, it's very simple. It's like I could be doing this job in a garage in Idaho. If I got a mic and I got internet, 
I would be just as big and I'd grow just as fast. So, um, yeah, but it's it, the, the industry, it, it will come to a point when it makes sense to sign a deal and it makes sense to, to kind of get more involved in the industry. And, and in the beginning, it's more so like I just I just didn't really know anyone. You know, you just kind of have to do what you can. So, um, yeah, it's it's nothing like crazy or anything. I just, uh, yeah, it would, it would be the same as if I was in NorCal or anything or, or something like that, you know, yeah. Yeah, do you think, like, being in, like, do you think, like, I, I was trying to say, like, do you go out and, like, I don't know, do you, like, perform in L.A.? I don't know what the COVID thing is like in L.A., but beforehand, like, were you performing or, like? I've done shows before, but not with my, like, I've never done a headline show with my original music. So I'm planning on doing that probably, like, 2023. Um, but, in, I mean, I guess when you say L.A., like, it's, it is a different, like, you just meet a lot of artists here. And I would just say like being an artist in LA means you're going to meet a lot of people. Most people you come across who are doing this are doing this because they want to do it for what comes from it, like the fame or the clout or the, just to be able to say you're an artist because it's a cool thing to do. Um, so you kind of have to sort through a lot of that BS in LA because there's a lot of that, but I don't know. I kind of just keep to myself. It doesn't really affect me as much. I, I'm sure once I start playing more shows and 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 having to like network with other people, you know, um, it'll be different. But yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. It's um, interesting. The the LA scene is interesting because, like you said, you could do this in a garage in Idaho or a basement. I don't even know what you said, but you can do yeah. it in any state, any country, whatever. Yeah, and still be successful and put out a similar product because you're doing it by yourself but also there's the aspect of like create creative minds make creative minds or enhance them and so having that process where instead of it's like when you're back in your hometown it's like oh my gosh like no one gets me here like that whole process where you're like i don't relate to anyone but when you're in an environment where you relate to people and you're willing to have those conversations more and they're like people actually want to have that conversation with you at least yeah. i find it's so much more engaging because you're able to, instead of like having to go in your room by yourself and that's your only yes. time to be creative, you can be at a dinner talking with another like musician and then you come up with an idea for a new song or a way to promote yourself better. And because it's more of a part of your like day to day rather than just like by yourself. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think when I say that, it, I, that's definitely what I prefer. It's not that I'm like in my room, like, oh, I don't fuck with anyone. I'm the greatest. Like no one can fuck with me. You know, it's like, it's just kind of like, it's because I didn't really know anyone. And still like when I'm talking to you right now, like really only like in the last like three months, four months when things have started getting off the ground a little bit more is like I'm starting to meet some people and people are reaching out. But in the beginning, it's just um i would say that is my ideal to be able to do that but i think because the industry is so oversaturated with people who just being honest like it's it this is my baby and i'm just not going to work with just anyone and the reality is is most people in the industry don't do it for the right reasons or they're not up to a certain standard um because i just i i haven't gotten to the point where you know i've met those people yet i'm now starting to meet some people and I'm, that, that process is starting to get going. But speaking to what you spoke on, Jack, is like it, it, for me in the beginning, because I didn't know people in the music industry, it wasn't always just musicians. Like it was my being in L.A. and being around that energy of people pursuing their dreams or like maybe it was my best friend who he was starting a social app. 
or my other friend who's starting a clothing company or something. So it's creatives, but in other industries. And so we will get together and kind of like the things that we talk about, even though our products are different and our industries are different, um, the, the, the ideas and the principles are applicable to everything. And so th those are kind of like the people in the beginning that I would collaborate or bounce ideas off of. Um, kind of in the same way where, you know, he's like, oh, my, my app's on the app store, but we have zero downloads or I'm trying to get listeners. Like, what do you, what, what should we do here? What? So it's more like that stuff. Now I'm kind of starting to meet more people. So hopefully in, in the future, that's something that, that I'll get to do more of. Yeah, that's cool. Um, this is a little different, but like, uh, tell me like about your favorite song that you wrote and like, what's the story behind it? Oh man. Well, you guys were definitely right about, uh, it not being the popular song. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it's any of those. Um, nice. I, my answer to that, honestly, it, like my, my, my real answer to that is it's always the next song because for me, I get, I get, I get enjoyment out of like executing an idea and bring something to life. But once it's out there, I, I don't really preserve that same, I don't like listen to my own music like that. Um, but, but if I was to pick one, I, um, I'd probably say the one that I, that I did recent, the, my most recent one called better alone. Um, that one is probably my favorite. Uh, the story behind that was, um, it's just, it's about, it's about, um, it's about, it's a pretty relatable situation. I'm, I'm sure you've kind of like experienced it as well, where somebody you used to be close to, um, and the situation where you both people have history and they, they are fond of each other and, and care for each other, but because of certain, certain circumstances in life, you can't always, uh, that's not always enough. Right. So, um, yeah. yeah. So I think the things that are like, the reason why I like it is because it, it comes from a, from a genuine place and I really enjoy the, uh, I think that I, out of all the songs for that one, for me, I think I did a, a good job of, of um i guess just expressing that that uh that sentiment so yeah yeah i don't know it's always just crazy to me it's like i always personally saw myself as like somebody who just like does things but like or not does things but somebody who i, I never really saw myself as like a creator like the other day one of my friends told me he was like because he was like he's like big into like bitcoin and like blockchains <laughs> he was yeah. telling me about like how blockchain will like change like the creative industry and he was like yeah like the creator economy which you're a part of and i was like oh shit like i'm part of the creator <laughs> economy <laughs> you never really you are though but yeah, you are I, though you definitely are yeah um. it's just it's like weird to think about in that way but it, i think it's crazy the number of ways people look to express themselves and you can try to express yourself and be bad at it too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like writing music, there's like a technical like barrier you have to move across before. Yeah. You have, like before you can like really express yourself. Yeah. But like you said, it's, it's like, um, that technical barrier exists really with anything. And the only way you get past that barrier is with reps. Right. And, and between rep number one and rep 10,000, when you feel like you're, you're adequately kind of like, at least decently like mastering what you're doing, maybe not mastering, but uh, getting to a certain point where, 
where you feel comfortable with it. Um, you just have to find something that keeps you going. Like there's a lot of things that I tried and I just, with music for me, it's, um, it's a, it's an, it's not even a job for me. It's a, it's an obsession, a calling, it, whatever you want to, whatever you want to name it. But for me, it's because even though I was so bad at it, like the, the net, happiness slash like feeling that I got after writing a song is the same today as it was when I was 12. You know, even though the songs today are on a different level and are doing different things and those songs were unreleased and horrible and, and, and uh, not technically as sound, um, the excitement and the fulfillment and the, uh, that I got from those songs is the same that I get from these songs. So it's, it's like a, that, that level of enjoyment doesn't, it doesn't increase for me over time. So that's what kind of kept me going through those reps. I mean, for, for, for me, it's the passion for some people. It might be something else. It might be their purpose might come from, you know, like you guys maybe say like it keeps us going because we think our podcast uh, helps spread valuable life-changing information to young kids like us and we think we're making a positive impact that could be the thing that 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 keeps you going right so yeah. i think everybody just got every creator just has to find what it is that that keeps them in the game and if it's the right thing you'll stay in it and then from that way you'll get from rep one to rep ten thousand, and it won't even feel like work you know yeah there's only one way to find out though so i yeah, guess it's just to do it, it. <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah. Where do you think you get your like musical influence from? Like everyone has like their artists that are like, this is like, like, do you have like the person that got you into it? And then like the person that like you like just respect so much. And then like the person that like you try to like, you're like, oh, if I could write music like them, I'd be insane. Do you have any people like that? Or, um, yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like random spattering of a lot of people. Like as a kid, like I make, I make like a hybrid between like, I make pop rap. Right. Like I do hip hop and I do pop stuff as well, melody and singing. But as a kid, I listened to a ton of um, like John Mayer for me was like big because I loved his guitar playing. I loved his melody writing. For me, his songwriting is like insane. So early on, like John Mayer, I listened to a lot of like oldies and classics, too. Like on the hip hop side, like Tupac was like I listened to Tupac heavy in middle school and high school. Um, early early 2000s hip-hop like that 50 cent Eminem era was like huge nice. for me G unit so like those yeah. are like influences of like melody and hip-hop and catchy production and that's like the stuff that kind of I think formed my taste but as far as now like like if I was to name like it's just random like guys like Ed Sheeran for example like often the real big guys that you'll see people who are like ah he's just mainstream like I think Ed Sheeran could be split into five different people even if you put his talent into five different people they would each be multi platinum Grammy award winning artists like I think he's the craziest like he has the craziest ear for melody and I think the way that he writes his songs is is really poetic um, mm -hmm. because writing writing music for me what i like is is it's like writing right it should be concise there should be no unnecessary sentences no unnecessary words but it should convey things in a simple way where anyone listening to it would understand what you're saying but also be able to be on that kind of next next 
notch up in sophistication to where it, it, it stirs emotion in people. So I think Ed Sheeran is is a good example of that. Um, I'm sure there's a ton of others that I'm missing. Like Adele. I love Adele. I don't know. You know, just random stuff. So Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. Um, okay. So just like wrapping up, um, a question that we ask everyone that comes on the podcast. First thing was like, we were going to ask you what are two to three artists that you recommend people check out, but I feel you kind of answered that one already. Yeah. <laughs> add to that. Um, yeah. But yeah, the second one is, um, what is one piece of advice that you would give to your younger self, like high school, college self? Um, dang, that's a, that's a heavy one. I don't know. I got to think about this one. <laughs> Like my first instinct would be, would be you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing and everything that you're doing will serve a purpose. Um, and just stay, always preserve your enthusiasm, uh, your positivity and your curiosity. But that's because I know where I am right now, but I would just yeah, say, yeah. yeah, just, I would just, I would just tell them, um, that and 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 always uh no matter what it is that you do uh always preserve that that um yeah that level of curiosity and enthusiasm i think that's really important awesome okay yeah. well that's all we had today thanks so much for coming on um and you're gonna do great things so this will be awesome okay thanks bro i appreciate it it's nice to meet you guys um i'm excited to see uh you know once the music takes off and I'm sure you guys will, will go on to do bigger and better things every single year. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing your podcast do great things as well. Yeah, man. That's all we had for today's episode of the 5am hustle podcast. As always guys, peace. Thank you so, so much for listening. Make sure to subscribe and rate the podcast. Special thanks to Ayush Basu for producing social media content. To follow us on Instagram, look up the number 5am hustle podcast. And for Twitter, it is just 5am hustle. Feel free to reach out to us at 5am hustle podcast at gmail.com. As always, guys, go win the day.